Hi, I'm Chance. And I'm Sarah Catherine. And this is Conservation Connection. Presented by Last Chance Endeavors. We run a wildlife education nonprofit focused on connecting students to their environment. Each week here on Conservation Connection, we do just that by introducing you to the groundbreaking science and conservation work that's happening every day around the country. We talk to professionals in the world of conservation science and wildlife management and ask them about their career, their current projects, their wild and crazy stories from the field, and everything in between. Join us each week to discover just how these dedicated people are working to protect our planet. Alrighty guys, welcome to another episode of Conservation Connection. We are here at the Nature Now Film Festival in Columbus, Georgia. And we are very excited to be sitting down with Chad Brown, the founder and president of Soul River Inc. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about what exactly is Soul River Inc.? Soul River Inc. is an organization that I've founded that's based off of fly fishing. And the mission of the organization is bringing inner city youth and merging youth with veterans. And we use veterans as a way of um, establishing leadership and teaching outdoor skills. And also the ultimate goal is to raise our youth into environmental ambassadors. Uh, We go on what we call deployments, which are like outings for a lot of people, but we call them deployments. And what defines a deployment for us is identifying areas that are at threat, our public lands, our freshwater, wildlife, and also indigenous communities. And whatever that's at threat, we step into that kind of turmoil of what's happening and we merge ourselves with um, conservation groups that are doing the work to help elevate the issues and awareness there. And we turn the work with the conservation groups are doing into a curriculum and that veteran picks up that curriculum and uses that curriculum to help engage our youth. Um, you know, and so the ultimate goal is really there's this exchange of services between the youth and veterans and the veterans basically act as a big brother, big sister to our youth and youth basically gives veterans a purpose. Simple. Uh, it's an easy exchange and we work together on the water as anglers, but we also dive deep into the conservation space and learning about the turmoil and what's happening. That's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of ways to get people involved with nature, but one of the really cool things that I'm hearing you say about Soul River is the ways in which it's not only for the youth, but it's also for the veterans. And it's also working with individual conservation groups to bring awareness and bring just hands to the fight. Absolutely. So I hate this word, but it's the synergistic effect, right? Where all of the the parts together are greater than the sum of the individuals. Right, right. And after when we come back from our deployments, that fight continues because we step further into the congressional space in D.C. and we hold meetings with congressional members and bring those youth into those spaces where those youth learn how to articulate and transfer what their experience was out there into that room in front of congressional members where where it matters most. And it gives the congressional members, whether if you're on the pros or cons against what's happening, you get an opportunity to hear a different perspective from a younger generation of their views and their experience and why it matters to them. And that's a big difference when we're trying to protect our land, fresh water, or wildlife. Absolutely. it's You're kind of hitting all of the major 
avenues of, of change making, right? You're doing yeah. the education with the youth. You're doing yes. the hands-on conservation work out in the field. Right. And you're doing the legislative work of making sure that the lawmakers are aware of the realities of what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That is a yeah. lot of beasts to wrangle for one organization. So, so how did how did you start Soul River and kind of where did it come from? Yeah. Um, Soul River came from circumstances, bad circumstances of just me as a veteran uh, dealing with my demons. It's like a lot of us vets uh, deal with when we come back uh, from war. And my demons led me into a really dark place where I became homeless for almost a year and uh, in Portland, Oregon. And so I had to relearn a new set of tools, uh, learn how to fight. Uh, got a lot of help from the VA. Uh, also, at the same time, uh, the VA gave me a whole bunch of bad medicines that uh, supposed to help me, but it actually I felt like it didn't really It kind of put me into a darker place. But just with a lot of fight and then also opening myself up to new folks uh, in the outdoor community from hunters, anglers, uh, conservationists, scientists. I was a pupil all over again and I learned. And so well, a, buddy, a buddy of mine put a rod in my hand and took me to the water and uh, hooked in on the fish. And I got really, really excited. And that was a time that I was going almost two years with a whole bunch of uh, medications that I was popping every day, uh, almost kind of like a walking zombie. And that fish, and when I hooked in, it just opened me up. It made me real excited. And I it was a long time since I actually felt the air rub against my cheek to even seeing the greenery on the leaves. And that became my path. And so when I got really excited about that, I went back to the VA, talk with my docs and my docs literally gave me a prescription to fish more and uh, that's what I did and and so you fish more then we will wing you off to meds and the more we wing you off the meds you maintain group therapy and that was my deal with the VA basically and after that I um, got stronger and eventually getting uh, my back pay from my um, disability and I took that money and I self-invested into my dream idea that I found in the water, which was Soul River. And that became my march and my fight. That's a really amazing story. And I just love to hear everything that you've overcome and really how stepping into nature and getting involved in fly fishing was so impactful on you and allowed you, like you said, your doctors gave you a prescription to go yeah. fishing more. And yeah. I think that's just amazing. And that you turn that newfound passion into such a great organization to share that with other people is so powerful. Yeah, and that's you. the really cool thank thing you. is that it worked for you. And then you said, I have to share this with other people. Right. That was my march. I have to share with other people. Um, I was once that youth. I know what it's like of coming from a broken home uh, and I'm a vet and I understand what, you know, um, the darkness, you know, when dealing with PTSD and TBI and, and, and what we dealing with, you know, but the most important thing, with my mission and open up those doors of Soul River Inc. is what I wanted the youth and veterans to understand that fly fishing is what helped me, but really what we're, what we're trying to do together is help you find what your Soul River is and what does that mean to you, basically, you know. And so when we go out into nature, the fundamentals we are fly fishing and learning together, but not everybody's an angler, you know, and not everybody. But and so we want to be open to that, you know, and we would allow the youth to explore beyond because when they connect to nature and they start to see the why 
we go to nature, you know, the healing piece. And same thing with the vets. We also want them to explore and figure out, like, what makes them feel whole in nature. And so fly fishing is a vehicle, but the end of that road could be something else for each individual. I mean, just like everything in nature, yeah. nothing exists in a vacuum, right? Yeah. So in order to fly fish, you have to get to the site. You have to be in the water. You have right. to experience all these other things. Right. And so it, I completely understand that because for me, what makes me whole in nature is just hiking, just being yeah. in, you know, immersing and stopping and listening. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what exactly brought you to the Nature Now Film Festival? Well, I have a film here and, um, that's going to be actually showing today. It's called Sanctuary. And so I'm in it. And plus, I also helped direct it. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what brings me here. And then it also the opportunity of um, doing some uh, casting lessons uh, for the community here as well, which I just got through doing. And I'm pretty sweaty and it's hot <laughs> and everything like that, you know. But yeah, so that's what brought me here was the film piece, basically. So you said you helped direct Sanctuary. Yeah. Was it your idea? Did somebody else approach you and say, this is a cool story? Yeah, it was a collaborative idea. Uh, we, I worked together with another uh, director, basically, and they came out on one of my deployments and we worked together and shot it, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. If somebody listening to the podcast right now wanted to find Sanctuary, is it available online anywhere? Um Right now, they got it locked up because of the film, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's going to be available here. But I would say after the film festival, um, once when that's released, you'll be able to find it online. Basically, you can go to uh, Vimeo and type in Sanctuary or you can be able to find it also on the Soul River Inc. Uh, website as well. Perfect. And what is the Soul River Inc. website? SoulRiverInc.org. Perfect. So if you're listening and you want to check out their website, go ahead and scroll down to the show notes. You can click right on that link. I'm going to drop it right there so that you guys can go straight from listening to this to being on their website. How long has Soul River Inc. been around now? Uh, Soul River Inc. been around for like around 10 years now. Okay, yeah. awesome. And what is the impact that you've seen in that time? I'm sure it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot. Uh, you know, the impact's been great. We have uh, a strong returning of veterans and also returning of youth. Uh, we had had uh, actually last year, one of our youth just got a job working for Senator Ron Wyden, Oregon State Senator, and, and which is awesome. And um, we have youth at... Berkeley, we've got youth that are interning for the Youth Fish and Wildlife. Um, you know, we have youth pretty much all over. But yeah, and our veterans, you know, um, they, a lot of them are returning veterans. And um, to them, it's not about like any more accolades. It's more about connecting and healing and, and helping to find that purpose for whatever that means to them. Yeah, that's really, I'm just so deeply impressed with the collaborative nature of of the setup for Soul River, where it's youth and veterans and conservation groups all working together and, and achieving goals that are good for themselves, but good for each other as well. Yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, you had this impactful moment with fly fishing, but before that, earlier in your life, would you say like you were environmentally focused? Did you like to go outside and be in nature? Or is that something that came to you later in life? Uh, you know, it came to me a little bit later in life, but I've always been in nature. You know, uh, me growing up, I'm from Texas, and my father's a hunter. You know, my mom, she was like uh, a, just a nature person slash artist. I grew up in the kind of like the country, watching my father's brothers uh, 
wrestle bulls. Uh, you know, they take me to black rodeos. That was my background in, in hunting, you know. And so I'm not a stranger to the outdoors. I, I've been involved, uh, but I made a disconnect and I actually, I'm a photographer designer. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And I, I went to school for it, uh, trained and finished up in New York with my graduate studies at Pratt and step into the industry. And I, uh, my work as a creative professional uh, has taken me from New York to LA to Hong Kong. I shot on the runways in Paris. Yeah, yeah, it's a different chapter in my life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've been all over the place. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, totally different chapter in my life, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had a few um, hunters and anglers on the show before, and I always think it's a really interesting perspective to look at because I think a lot of people sometimes don't see how like conservation and taking care of the environment can go hand in hand with hunting, which it it really does in so many ways. So many, I would say most people who hunt and fish really care for the environment. It's rare that someone's just out there to be like, oh, I'm just hunting to hunt or fishing to fish. But on the other side of it, that's kind of what you see until you really dive in and see like, like you said earlier, it wasn't just the fishing. It wasn't just catching the fish. It was being outside, being in nature, being involved, caring for that nature. That was so important. So do you see any of that come across in what you do now of people being like, oh, well, you're hunting. How do you care about the environment too? Oh, yeah. Many, uh, that I get approached with that. I have been in conversations about that a lot. And also even to throw in that mix is even as a veteran, you know, and there's this uh, stigma that veterans don't fit in conservation, you know, and, and just because we were soldiers and that tends to be kind of like a, a barrier or a conflict is hard for someone to actually see someone step in that space or even a um you know someone from the art background and that's a clash there too you know so going back to your question is uh when you talk about conservation and and it's actually on the reverse and how people see that and the ones that see that um, personally, I'll just say they're really, really closed minded, don't understand the history of conservation, because when you look at the history of conservation and you pull those layers back down to the fundamentals of how conservation was created, even before Theodore Roosevelt, um, there were hunters and there were anglers and they were the ones that um, that was able to understand what was happening to the land uh, or even the wildlife. They were in tune. But, you know, so if you break that down even further and look at the indigenous brothers and sisters on our public lands and fresh water. Uh, and so and there were also hunters and anglers, you know, and caretakers of the land. So conservation has lived uh, in that space for many, many years before that person became a conservation purist and and started this mindset where that doesn't fit. But the reality, it's been there. It has always fit there, you know, and I think it's definitely a conversation that should be had much more. But I think it's also a lack of education, uh, you know, because back in the day from an indigenous people to people uh, back in the day of planting a stake in the land and calling home, that was a time that people were, there were conservations and hunters had to go after and, and live in a sustainable life to go after and get their food from the land. You know? Right. And I, I think that that's, there's a difference between conservation and preservation. Right? Yeah. Preservation is to take a place or a thing and not let it change. You preserve a right. frog in formaldehyde so that right. you can study it in the future. Conservation is to allow things to change as they would naturally. 
Yeah. Life and death are both parts of conservation. It's both part of it, yeah. right? It's so, just part of it. You can't separate it. You know, absolutely. You really can't, you it know? comes with it. It comes with the program. Absolutely. You know, now you can make a choice not to partake in hunting, you know, or fishing, you know, if you don't want to kill, et cetera. And that's your choice. But to say that that doesn't guess that shouldn't be part of that. That's inaccurate. It, it's really inaccurate. It's part of the process, you know, and that's just kind of like how it works in that space, basically. Yeah. Love it. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. And I cannot wait for people to hear about all the amazing things that your organization is doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conservation Connection. If you enjoyed our podcast, go ahead and subscribe to make sure you catch every episode that we post. We'd love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out, go to our website, lastchanceendeavors.com backslash contact and shoot us an email. We love questions from our listeners. So if you heard something that you want to know more about, be sure to let us know. If you've got a minute to spare, leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts will help other conservation-minded people find the show. We'd really appreciate it. A big thanks to the people working to protect our planet and a big thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week.